Welcome to Pleasant Grove Church, where Reverend Dr. Classy M. Preston is the pastor. A place where the Word of God impacts and transforms your life. Let's listen to a power-packed message already in progress. Wonderful worship ministry. Y'all did an excellent job bringing the spirit in this atmosphere. Thank you so much. The congregation guests, you guys are here for a reason. It's not a mistake that you're here. God has blessed you and protected you to come here. And I have to give a special thanks to two people who made the best decision of their lives in 2000 to have me. My parental units. Thank y'all. I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all so much. <laughs> and finally, I thank God. Bow your heads with me. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you in this moment to say thank you. Thank you, God, for allowing us to be here safely, Father God. Thank you for allowing us to wake up clothed in our right mind. God, I ask that you clean our hearts and you clear our minds and open our ears so we may be able to listen and take something from this message. Father, I ask they did not hear or see me, but they see you, Father God. Use me as a tool to get your message across. I pray that they can take something from this message from this, for this week and become more Jesus-like. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I have to start off with this. Who here has Amazon Prime? Anybody Amazon Prime users? Yes, mom, dad, please raise your hand because I'd be using your Amazon Prime. I appreciate y'all. I'm not paying for that. It is so convenient, isn't it? Just so convenient. You wake up one day and you're like, you know what? I'm feeling, I want to get some sneakers. So what are you going to do? You going to go put some clothes on, get in the car, and go drive to the store? No. I'm going to go to my computer. I'm going to type in Amazon.com. Now I go in there, like, what, what shoe do you want to see? You want a sneaker? You want uh, heels? What brand do you want? Nike, Adidas? All these bountiful options. You go click on the page. You say, oh, I like this shoe. You want to go click on that? You say, I'm confirming. When you're Amazon Prime, that means all your information is already saved. So you just got to press confirm, and you're good to go. And it comes out, and two days later, in front of your door. It's so instant. It's wonderful. It's convenient. But that's how technology is today. Everything is immediate. Even when we watch the TV, me and my parents, and we like on Friday, we like to watch uh, Netflix. We have some pizza, some soda, no good little family time. We go on, open Netflix, doo doo. Y'all know the sound. <laughs> and we try to figure out what we want to watch. We want to watch some comedy. Okay, cool. We want to watch some comedy. Go to the comedy category. Boom. We got a thousand different uh, movies of comedy. 
What are you interested in? You want Kevin Hart, Chris Tucker, Tyler Perry? What, what are you in the mood for? I think, you know what? I like Kevin Hart. He like to make, he, he a funny guy. So go think like a man. Click on think like a man, play. Boom, you're watching think like a man. How long did that take? I don't got a watch on, but I think it took less than five minutes from start to finish. Everything happens at your own time, at your own pace. You can order food from your phone and it'll be in front of your door in 30 minutes. Why do I gotta be patient? It's instant, instant gratification. Everything is rewarded as soon as you start. But the issue is, it starts creeping into all parts of your life. This expectation of now rather than later. If I don't have to wait for anything, why should I be patient? I'm never training myself to be patient for something. And this can bleed into your relationship with the Lord because the Lord doesn't have a two-day guarantee. I will pay for that. I don't care how much it costs. I will pay if there was a two-day guarantee for anything. Mm. God moves at his own pace. And that is something that to this day I am still struggling with and I'm still working on is having patience for God to move on his own time. Because think of it. You could pray at 10 o'clock in the morning and you go through the whole day, you go through a long work day, you come back home and God still hasn't answered you. What you gonna do? Okay, maybe maybe have a little patience, we're gonna pray one more time. Maybe maybe the signal didn't go through, you wanna try one more time. So the next day, you get down on your knees, you do the good old prayer, you go to work again, you come back home, you look around the house, God hasn't spoken to you. You're frustrated. You're saying, I, I did everything. I did everything I needed to do. I got down on my knees. I set, I set aside some time for you, and I prayed to you. And I didn't get no response. What do you do? Do you just lose faith in him, lose trust in him, or do you wait and have patience? Like I said, God moves at a pace that is not known to us. And we are his humble servants. So how could a servant know what his Lord is planning to do unless his Lord tells him? We must trust and keep that faith that the journey that God has for us is to prepare us for even greater blessing in our lives. Patience is the key. If I have said patience over and over again, what does it even mean? So I mosey on down to good old Webster. And patience is an ability or willingness to suppress restlessness or annoyance when confronted with delay. I want you to really think about this, the ability to suppress restlessness. How many times can you count that you have felt restless in your relationship with the Lord? Things are not going well in your life. Your back's against the wall. Your relationships are falling apart. The job is starting to pile more work on you. Or you got laid off from your job. And you want things to be fixed now. Not later. Not tomorrow. Yesterday, actually, to be completely honest. You have the energy, you have the motivation, and you have the will. Put me in, coach. Give me a plan. But God still has not said anything. And you just, it seems like he wants you in that hole of sorrows. And those moments, those dark moments are the moments that you have to lean even closer to God and not move away from him. But that's a hard thing to do. He's not talking to you in that moment. You have to have patience. And someone who had a lot of patience was someone named Joseph. Joseph was someone who had 11 brothers, but those brothers, through their jealousy of Joseph being the favor of his father, they threw him in a hole to kill him. Then they changed their mind, 
took him out of the hole, and sold him into slavery. Could you imagine your own family betraying you? You're now being dragged all the way from your land to Egypt, a land you never heard of, in in bondage. How do you keep that faith, that patience? How do you keep that patience when that job you have, they are not giving you that raise, they're not giving you that promotion, and you have added such value to it, and the people you're working with are just not doing their job, and essentially you're working multiple jobs for the pay of one. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> but in those moments, those are the moments that you have to stand tall and stand on the rock, the foundation rock of God. And Joseph knew this. He waited patiently and faithfully for God to fulfill his promise that he will be a leader of his people. When Joseph was taken to his master's house, he didn't despair. He kept the faith. And God continued to bless him. So much so that the master noticed how much everything that Joseph was touching was increasing in tenfold. He made him in charge of the house. Now at this point, you've been thrown into slavery, but now you're at the top of the, top of the food chain in the master's house. Things are going well. But you're still not the leader of your people. How do you go from that point to become the leader of your people? God's had a plan. He was accused of trying to sleep with the master's wife, and he was thrown in jail. Now, can you imagine how Joseph felt? I'm in jail now. How am I supposed to lead anybody? I'm just trying to get out of this jail cell. But God still had a plan. He still had a way. Joseph met two prisoners in the prison. They had two separate dreams. But the important dream was this. He saw seven fat cows and seven lean cows. The seven lean cows ate the seven fat cows. And what it represented was seven years of plenty and seven years of famine that was going to occur in Egypt over the next 14 years. This interpretation was blessed by God and was so profound that the Pharaoh lifted up Joseph from the jail cell to be second in command. Let's put that in perspective. Think about someone on today. They were in prison today, and then on Monday, they're the vice president of the United States of America. Huh? Like, we can't just walk past this. We can't just walk past this. Like, going from in the jail cell to be in second command. Now he's in the position that he needs to be in order to be a leader of his people. After the seven years of stocking of food and the famine came, his brothers and his family came to Egypt, not knowing who he was, came to Egypt and was trying to buy food. Joseph revealed himself and said, come to Egypt to be safe and so they could be fed. He, didn't, he was now placed in a position to help his people. But he had to have patience and faith Faith when he was thrown in that hole. Faith when he was thrown into slavery. Faith when he was thrown in jail. He never wavered. And there are many times that I was reading the story and I said, me personally, ah, I don't know about that one. Ah, I'm going to be honest, I don't know about that one. But it's just, it's amazing that someone that's shown how what God can do when you have a, just a, a little bit of faith, a little bit of patience. Because unlike us, God can look around the corner. We can't see around the corner. We just see the darkness that's in front of us. You just got to keep walking forward and follow his voice. As it said in Psalms 41 through 3, Joseph, like he said, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on rock and gave me a new, a firm place to stand. 
Think about this. For Joseph, he had to wait patiently. He was in, he was in multiple pits, actually. <laughs> the pit that brother threw him in and the pit his master threw him in. But what did God do each time? He lit them out of, out of that pit and put them on solid rock. In the third verse, he put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. Now he was a leader of his people. He could lead his people to God. And the takeaway is that Joseph exercised great restraint and had great faith in the path that God had for him. I want you to think about yourself and the challenges you have experienced in your life. What was your first reaction when something bad happened to you? When your car broke down in the middle of nowhere? When that relationship that you so loved falls apart? When people walk away? What did you do? Did you talk to God first? Did you talk to somebody else first? Did you blame God? What was your first reaction in that situation? I know I'm in a room full of saints, but for me, <laughs> for me, it was a little different. I, in 2018, I was applying for colleges, and there was one college that I wanted to go to with all my heart. It was UNC Chapel Hill. And I had been planning to go to UNC Chapel Hill since eighth grade. I had gotten my grades right. I had like a 4.6, 4.7 GPA. The scores, were, the scores were where they needed to be. And my application, in my professional opinion, was flawless. Okay, flawless, flawless, okay. But they still said no. They didn't even waitlist me, they just said no. I said, mm, that's a little disrespectful, but okay. So now I'm stuck in this little hole of I'm not in the position I want to be. I'm, my plan has fallen apart. The plan I thought me and God had been in the huddle for about four or five years. Apparently we were in different huddles. I didn't know that. Mm, I didn't know that at all. And I was heartbroken. Because the only other school that I had got accepted to at the time was North Carolina A&T. And I had one more application that was pending at UNC Charlotte. And I was very tempted to just say, you know what, I just want to go to college at this point. It doesn't really matter. I didn't get to the school I wanted to get to. And a and is a good school. But God told me to wait. He told me to be patient. So I waited. And I was patient. And eventually, three years later, uh, UNC Charlotte finally said yes. And I went to this little school. Well, actually, it's not really little. But I went to the school in Charlotte. I had no idea about the city of Charlotte. I'd never been, I never heard of the school before, the year before. It was the best decision of my life. Charlotte taught me so much about myself. It helped me develop mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. I would not be the man I am now if I didn't go to Charlotte. Mm -hmm. the, the, the organizations on campuses, like Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated, showed me what it takes to be a man. It showed me how to have interpersonal skills, skills that I will be needing to use in the future when I want to do things in the workforce. But I would have never have been in those places if I wasn't patient and that I didn't follow God's plan. It's not easy to follow God's plan when you don't see that light, when you only see is the negative. And I'm so thankful that I was able to wait and be patient because the people I met, the things that I did, the things that I experienced has shaped me. And I said in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 8 through 9, but do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years. And a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some 
understands slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. God is patient with you. You need to be patient with the Lord Almighty himself. It's not an easy thing to do. It's not something that I can expect you to do off rip. It's something that I personally is still working on to have that patience with him. I'm going right now, I'm trying to apply for jobs. Whew, trying to find a job is like a job in itself. <laughs> I, 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 I don't understand. Everyone say, they, everyone say they hiring, but they not hiring. And I, I just wanna I just wanna ask you real quick. Entry level means entry level, right? It don't mean five plus years of experience in this field. I just wanna make sure because whew. But <laughs> but I have faith that God has a plan for me and that I will find my place in the in the world. But those are things that I need to constantly continue to pray and set aside that time to have that faith and trust. You can't have that faith unless you set aside that time to get to know the man upstairs. So I, impl I implored y'all, I implored y'all to have that time. Pray, talk to him throughout the day. Get to know him, he likes you. I promise you, he likes you. <laughs> Actually, he might even love you, you know? I'm, I, I don't wanna assume anything, but he just might love you. <laughs> But if God can be patient with you, you can be patient with him. Thank you. If you are ready to give your life to Jesus Christ, we invite you to pray this prayer with us. And it says, Dear Lord, I admit that I am a sinner and there is nothing that I can do to save myself. I ask for your forgiveness. And you can do this if you are streaming. At this moment, I believe you alone are the one who bore my sins when you died on the cross and rose from the dead. Today, I turn from my sinful life and invite you into my heart I will trust you and follow you all of the days of my life thank you for saving me and hearing my prayer in Jesus name I pray amen thank you for listening it is our prayer that this message will enlighten and empower you to do the will of God if you have a prayer request or praise report or like additional information on Pleasant Grove Church or other recorded messages, come visit us in person or write to us at Pleasant Grove Church, Post Office Box 3603, Cary, North Carolina, 27519, or call us at 919-363-5198, or visit us on the web at www.pgc-carry.org. Thank you again.